Earlier this month, I had the privilege of being invited to Kay Nuna's latest event titled I Woman at the Secret Garden Jamira Creekside Hotel to interview some of their inspiring exhibitors. Kay Nuna in Arabic philosophy translates to existence and this electronic music event dedicated to art, culture and storytelling has quickly become one of the best festivals in Dubai. If you would like to find out more about Kainuna and their up-and-coming events, just follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Kainuna Official or visit their website www.kainuna.ae. To kickstart this Life School Live Kainuna mini-series, here's my conversation with Stavros Antipas, founder of Tower Hadna, an incredible public community that supports female Emirati artists and creatives. Enjoy! Stavros, welcome to Life School Live at Kainuna. Thank you so much for having me. Thank this you. Thank exciting. you for being my first live podcast <laughs> guinea pig. <laughs> I'm excited. No, this is super cool. It's also my first podcast, so we oh, both have a first today. What an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you start by telling us exactly what Tawa Hadna? Yeah. Have I pronounced that correctly? No, you're doing great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it is and what inspired you to create this community? Uh, so Hadna is a women's empowerment organization that films documentaries on female artists and screens them in art galleries where we sell their work. And after this season is finished, within, five year, uh, within one year, we have five episodes that come out. Uh, and we try to launch it on global networks so people can have access to the episodes. The purpose of Tawahana is to support the season one is to support the Imarati local female community that creates art. And what we're trying to do is educate uh, the Middle East on the value of art and the, on the reasoning on why you have to be supported towards the art community and allow artists to become full-time artists. Because there's the biggest problem, well, at least for me, it was when I wanted to be an artist, is convincing families, the closest people to you, that this is a career choice. It's not just a passion or a hobby, but it's actually a career choice too. And so to open platforms and open spaces where it's a safe it's a safe space for artists to actually chase their passions towards becoming artists full-time is what we try to create and what we do. And is that how you started it? Because you wanted to be an artist and you felt there wasn't that kind of support yeah, community. I, mean, uh, I used to be an architect when I lived in the UK and then I became a filmmaker oh, wait, you lived in, in the UK? Wherever? I was in Birmingham. Okay, nice. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. <laughs> Birmingham. You Birmingham, didn't pick so, up the accent, thank God. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I love the accent. It took me a while to adjust, but no, I do love, I do love the UK. I love Birmingham. Uh, it taught me a lot about my values as, as an individual, human rights, and uh, things that I should have picked up when I was growing up that I didn't have the opportunity to. And so, uh, I did architecture for my parents, with all honesty. And then when I did film, I did it for myself and I moved to Dubai to do film. And uh, it was that sudden shift where I realized if I had a bit of support from the people that are close to me, then it would give me a greater opportunity to experience and realize what my actual passions are. Um, and when Tawahadna started, it was first a university project and it was one episode. I remember it was our first screening and uh, it was my first private screening ever to launch for any of my films. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this out. I'll curate the art show and I'll put out the work and I'll put one private screen to Tawahadna episode one. Also known as the only episode I thought I was gonna do. And I had 50 people RSVP and take in mind I'm Greek. So 50 people means my cousins and my mom and dad. <laughs> that's like, just that's your immediate family. Exactly, <laughs> that's the Greek way. And so I'm like, you know, whatever happens today happens and I'll learn from it and all experiences are great. So I come to 7.30 p.m. 
October 7th. <laughs> what year is this? 2017. 2017, okay. 777. And so I uh, I was uh, at the gallery and we're waiting for people at 7.30, no one's showing up. I'm like, okay. My parents call, they're like, we're on the way, we're coming from Moldavi, so we're just trying to find parking. I'm like, great, wonderful. Thank you, Showcase Gallery. That's where I got to do my first episode, Showcase Gallery at El Sarkal. I love El Sarkal. So beautiful. And uh, by eight, I had 200 people lining up outside. Wow. And I was like, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> 200 people lining up for a 50-seated screening. So we had to do two private screenings followed like back to back. And uh, people were standing all the way to the back and there's photos online. And I guess it showed me that this is the conversation people weren't having. And that's what triggered Tawahana to become an organization that wanted to reach out for more, is we were the topic that people were afraid of talking about because they didn't realize it was allowed, you know? Yeah, and why do you think that is? I mean, what were people so scared of? I mean, you have to look at our culture and values as Middle Easterns. I'm, uh, I'm mixed, so I'm Greek-Syrian. In summary, I'm Greek-Syrian, and I grew up in a very Arabic household. And we, as Arabs, we always have this idea of connotation. Our parents have traveled to give us a better life. So we have to make that sacrifice of, of succeeding and continuing this better life idea. So it's almost like you owe them. You've done this for partly. us, so we need to... I mean, it's partly owing it to your family, but it's also part of you owe it to your kids. And we have a stereotype of how the Middle Eastern man or woman should be, where you grow up, you study, you get you get a job, you support yourself, you eventually have enough money to get married, that, that money then supports your marriage. And then that marriage supports your family, and that's how, it's a path. Yeah. And so you have to set goals as Middle Eastern people. We set goals for ourselves, and we have to achieve them day by day. And so, an artist is typically not seen as someone that can make enough money to support themselves. No, not unless you're supposed to support So culturally, <laughs> it's not really seen as a career. Yeah. It's more Absolutely. of a, a hobby, a passion. Yeah. But it's not what you then do exactly. as a job to support exactly. your family and so, your future uh, family. How's it going? It's good to see you. This is one of my favorite human beings, guys. <laughs> Hi. How <laughs> have you been? How you been? So well, good to see you. Hi. All good? Alhamdulillah. I'm glad I saw you. I'm ready to make music with you now. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. This is all part of doing a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Event. I love it. Especially live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so you were saying that you were shocked that almost people were glad that someone was having this conversation because it's not culturally sort of the absolutely. norm. Absolutely. I mean, at first I thought I w it was a shock to me to see so many people turn up without having to talk about it in the past. Like, I didn't do any branding or marketing that was major. I had zero press done. It was truly... Just I want to do something personal to myself and see how much I can achieve as a filmmaker, on a, as an individual. Because obviously we get a lot of doubts when we're creating films. When you're an artist, you have a lot of doubt that comes with your art. And so part of your doubt is how much exposure, how much, how much do people actually like my work? And so as a filmmaker, I had to see how much people actually like my work. And so I guess they did. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes that fear of worrying how are going to people react to this, are going to, are people going to like it, stops people from even trying. So Absolutely. the fact that you even did it and put it out there, well done. Because Thank a lot you. of people go, I just, that fear enough, the fear is enough for them to go, I'm not going to even You're try. Right. No, absolutely. And so what's been some of the biggest challenges you face since starting this as a business? Because this is now a community, a business. Yeah. What have they been? 
Oh, where do we start? <laughs> I mean, every business that starts has the same challenge of finding the right investor, finding the right community that can support you. Because you can't do anything on your own, realistically. You can fight your own fight, but when you have the people, the right people behind you to fight the fight with you, that's when you can start something that's worth seeing long while. Um, my biggest challenge, I'd say, uh, are you, the question I used to get is, are you the right face for Tawahadna? Are you the right person to be representing Emirati women? And I guess it comes with the name of the reason I call it Tawahadna. Tawahadna in Arabic means we have united. And in the Arabic language, in plural form, verbs lose their gender and it becomes used for male and female. And so the reason I call it Tawahadna was because I wanted to make a statement. You are not, you're not supposed to be a certain someone to help someone. You can be anyone to support any form of community that you believe in. And why am I not the right face to support the Emirati community? The question is, why not? Why do I have to be someone to support? And that opens up such a bigger topic yeah. that's particularly prevalent at the moment. Absolutely. Um, Feminism? Yes. Lord. <laughs> and, I, and I did see a video of you on Instagram and you, you mentioned that you, you are a feminist. Absolutely. So what does that mean to you? Because I have to be honest, I don't come across a lot of men in this region kind of talking up and standing up for feminists or even saying they're a feminist. I think that comes with the modern interpretation of what you believe feminism is. But to me, feminism is the support of men and women and finding equal playgrounds for men and women in the communities that we live in. It's not about only supporting women and it's not about support, not supporting men, which is the silliest thing I've ever heard. It's about finding the common space that you can support men and women and be proud of both on equal fields because that's that's what we're trying to create. Um, so fem the modern feminist is known to be the man that supports a man that supports a woman that supports a woman that supports a man. It's not, it's not one or the other. Yeah, because now I feel like we are bombarded with um, female empowerment groups, events, and they don't really include men, which is not really the point. Like to me, it's about equality and it should be about who you are as a person, what you're bringing to the table. Um, but right now it's sort of like this theme, this yeah. kind of like buzzword kind of, I don't know, a trend I mean, almost. I Everyone's doing female only, female empowerment. I think it's come to um, the name of feminism. Yeah, of, being a feminist. of course. It comes, it's, it's attached to the name, obviously. But I guess it's a misinterpretation of why the it name is. exists. And it's so yeah. refreshing to see That's... someone actually <laughs> representing feminism of how how it's meant to be. It's meant to be about equality. And like Absolutely. you said, why not? Why why can't I represent this right. community of, of people? Um, what would you what would your advice be or your top tips for anyone wanting to create a community based business? Um, research. I think it's research. I mean, I with me, Tawahadna is a very uh, peculiar subject. Like, it's a very niche project because I started off season one only being Emirati woman. And uh, it's unfortunate, but the UAE has a stereotype that lives by the Emirati community of being separate from the expat community that exists. I'm lucky to have had the privilege of making friends with Emirati men and women and, and having that privilege of becoming friends with anyone that I 
I guess it's just my within my character to put it to put myself in places where I have to talk and enjoy and and love whoever's in front of me for whatever reason and it truly is comes with research like if you uh, if you don't know who you're tr what you're trying to create and who you're trying to create it for it doesn't go far so you said then you started with Emirati women so it's not just female Emirati so season one's Emirati uh, women okay. season two's GCC and season three will be Mina Nice. And so my goal is to expand on the Middle Eastern movement of women and female empowerment. So what is what are we doing in this? We're, we are focused on Emirati women currently in season one because it's a, it's my study group on who I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Abu Dhabi. And if I want to create a change, I'd rather change it from the heart of the problem. I would I don't want to yeah. I don't want to come to people that are like And me. you have to start somewhere. Exactly. As well. Also, if we're being very honest, what comes with the privilege of looking and being white, we get unlimited amount of support on chasing your dream. The, mm. the concept of chasing your dream comes with the white face. And um, it's unfortunate to say, and it's, but we have to admit to ourselves that mm. people expect, if you come from a white background or a household that's not Muslim or mm. Arab, then you do have greater opportunities of becoming an artist or becoming... To, I mean, mm. to be honest, anything you want to be, as long as you, as you, as long as you yeah. want to do it, you're you're given no, that choice. True. You're given that choice, and that's a that's a key word. This choice, as as Arab, we are not given the choice. We're mm. given, oh yeah, do this, but do it as a hobby until you're done with your hobby. Which like, kind of comes back to what you were saying before. Yeah, exactly. It's this sort of uh, pathology that's passed down. Like this, this is just what we do. Exactly. This is what's expected of you, and right. that's that's a hard cycle, I imagine, to to break. And, and how do you support your artists? Because I imagine some of them are facing this right now. So they're, they're pursuing this as a career and perhaps yeah. not all of their families are so supportive. I mean, and uh, you must be on the inside of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does get quite feisty uh, with, uh, with the talks. And it's, it's a very passionate topic when you talk to someone that comes from Tawahadna. Uh, one of my favorite artists is my first artist. And it's uh, Maryam Sahabi. And she's actually with us at Kainuna today. She has she's selling her artwork. We'll at the, be interviewing Mariam next. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, uh, Mariam doesn't just tackle the concept of support, but she tackles creating art that is not the typical art. You know, when you when you come from a very conservative background, you come from conservative communities. When you create art as well, that becomes a very peculiar subject on what you can and cannot create. So. Uh, with Tawahadna, we open up the playground and we let our artists explore whatever they want to explore. Maryam does works on pop culture and feminist movements through her artwork. And a lot of that does offer graphically female embodiments of what beautiful, powerful women are supposed to be like or, or what the pop culture represents females to be like. And so It could be quite controversial to a, exactly. a more conservative... Exactly. Uh, so we're not only talking about so the support of families, we're talking about the support of communities that you're supposed to grow up with, that are supposed to support you no matter what. And that's something my artists still don't receive because people find their art con a controversy. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's an ongoing... Exactly. And so what we do with Tawahadna, when I'm not filming a, an episode or such, I I guess we work as an agency. So, uh, like Kainun is happening, I managed to... Uh, well, not managed, but I was blessed with with the love of the, my artists. Three of them are going to be participating at Kainuna Amazing. today. Uh, two of them 
Hassa Al Mansouri and uh, Rima Al Masrouai. They're going to be doing some live art. Uh, and they both do beautiful work uh, at the Tawahadna station. And Maryam's going to be selling her works as well. Um, and so to have that opportunity where I can congregate Tawahadna communities that are usually mostly Marathi and put them in spaces where they're not being comfortable, like Kainuna, which is a festival where you're celebrating life and people and, and But it's their perfect market Absolutely. as well, their target market. Absolutely. People that do understand and appreciate it, which I imagine will give them a lot of confidence. No, I, I hope so. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're looking beautiful today, so uh, I'm sure they. Uh, I'm sure they're doing. I'm excited to see the live art. Um, can you tell us a little about, bit about some of the Emirati artists that we should all be following yeah, and looking out for? For sure. I mean, uh, You've other a than Maria already, yeah. And Reem and Hassa. Um, what are two of my favorite? Which and this is this talks about the concept of what art is and how we look abroad, like further in the our horizons when looking at Tawahana. Firial Abbas, um, she's a wonderful, wonderful fashion designer that studied political science and her goal was to create awareness on sustainability and human rights when it comes down to fashion. So what are the effects of mass fashion to the environment and to human rights? Wow. And so one of the initiatives that she works on is she, she, pure, she purely works on handmade embroideries. So she tries to reduce uh, machine work and she brings in labor workers or tailors um, uh, to work by hand. And so there's Amazing. always incredible quality as well as you're employing, you're employing more people and mm. you're, you're, you're supporting greater communities. Yeah, that deserve of to be seen. And then uh, Yarab and Shukar and Hassel uh, Falasi. <laughs> These are the fashion designers that I can think of right now. Hassa is on a no waste motto. So Hassa and uh, and uh, Yara, Yara Shukur is working on uh, every piece of fabric that she creates to create whatever she's creating. She started a brand of bags that are typically makeup bags that are reversible, and so she uses her her wastes or whatever they are, the, the leftovers of her fabrics to create bags that go with your clothes. Amazing. This is so important, especially yeah. at the moment. Absolutely. With the dialogue that's happening about sustainability. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to uh, put the links to all these artists in the show yeah. notes so that people can go not just to, to your website and your personal um, Instagram, but also for all these artists Absolutely. so people can go and follow we them. We featured all of them on Instagram as well. So if we haven't had the opportunity to put them part of the episodes or do an episode on them, we, we feature them on Instagram. So we have an open dialogue of what every artist is trying to create. What is the conversation that they're trying amazing. to put out there? Because everyone has a everyone has a conversation that they're trying to hold. And if you have that open space and open platform that gives them that opportunity, that's where you open a lot of doors, not just for the artists, but for the people to learn. Absolutely. And so it's not just sort of traditional artists, you have fashion designers as fashion well. Fashion designers, uh, installation artists, uh, wow. graphic arts, graffiti, um, digital art. Mozel Hamrani is one of my favorite artists. She's one of the, like, she's always headed to every event possible to support every artist around her while while creating her stamps. And she's uh, she's someone that strives for creating, like just creating a more dynamic approach to what art can be like and how to make it more interactive, which is something I really appreciate. So she creates animations with her work, stop motions. And she typically does workshops on how to create your own stamps with using basic 
like rubbers, like so she's giving back as home. well yeah. to other people that want to learn. Yeah. And when is your next event? That's a good question. What have you got coming up that people can know. get involved in? Uh, we don't have anything coming up, uh, but whenever there's something like Kainuna, that's a festival that we can take part of, we're very happy to take part of. Uh, our last project was with the World Trade Center for Abu Dhabi. We, Hassa uh, uh, actually did a live painting on a big installation, a beautiful painting for a national day. So we typically take part of and live art uh, exhibitions and uh, whatever is available that people are asking for. Well, so, I hope there'll be lots coming up. While, while the weather is good, you need to make the most of it. <laughs> like today. Just keep hydrated as well. Yeah. I don't know if people can hear me drinking water every now and then. This but... is good though. Keep hydrated. <laughs> I know I'm being really bad here with my with my Pepsi, but I will drink water today, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Stavros, we're going to do a quick fire round now. Okay, what's your favorite quote? I don't have a favorite quote, but a quote that sticks to my heart is from Perks of Being a Wallflower. You accept the love you think you deserve. And isn't that true? Yeah, I guess uh, I think your last question <laughs> relates to why I said that. Okay. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll build up to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best piece of life advice you've ever been given? Um, know your worth, know your value, and never stoop. Uh, a really good friend of mine, Sibel Vasquez, um, she's always at a constant reminder teaching me like, hey, you are absolutely incredible. Stop Stop doing things for free. One, stop doing things for free <laughs> as an artist because you're supposed to be teaching people about the importance of value of what you do. Uh, so yeah. That was worth. actually a big lesson for me this year is stop giving out the impression that you don't know your worth. Exactly. Because then people will expect you to do things for very little or for free. Um, and of course it's about confidence, but that's been a big thing for me this year. Yeah. Like, why do I keep finding myself in this position where I'm doing all these things for free, but I have all this experience and all these people are telling me I'm great and I'm worth this, but then they're paying me this. There's a disconnect here and I'm the wow, one you're that's... preaching to the choir. Yeah, that's been my big lesson. <laughs> oh. What's your favorite thing about Kenuna so far? Um, sustainability, I, I believe. Uh, I came when they were still building yesterday and I noticed all the bamboo structures and I think they have a goal to achieve with with sustainability other than creating a completely different environment to what you've ever experienced in dubai it's uh, the fight for sustainability and that's something that's really dear to my heart yeah no they're doing an amazing job and it i mean i haven't been to anything like this in dubai Absolutely, before yeah. so um yeah I, I love this whole setting and, and the vibes it's yeah it's something thank you, quite Kainuna. special yeah, thank, you, thank you for putting your passion <laughs> On, your, on the front line and, and sharing it with us, honestly. Exactly. Um, so I've shared a lesson that I've learned this year. What's been a valuable lesson that you've learned during 2019? Um, I've, I actually talk about this a lot, but um, uh, when you set goals for yourself, realize that if you don't achieve that goal, it, that, that wasn't the purpose of why you set that goal. It's the journey that it took you to get to the, where you want to go. And it's the journey that's where you're getting most of your lessons. And so, although we put so many, we set so many goals for ourselves throughout the year or resolutions, it's not about achieving it. It's about the journey that it takes to, that allows you to grow from that, that experience. So yeah, don't, don't be dis disheartened about not achieving your goals, but be in love with the journey that it takes you to, to get to where you want to be.
That is so true. And often, if you look back, and you can only really do this when you look back, sometimes you think, oh, I'm so glad that didn't work out the way I, I wanted it to at that time because it led me to this. So and yeah, that is, that is such an amazing lesson. Okay, Stavos, last question. What do you know for sure? Um, this is really uh, cheesy. <laughs> we like cheese, yeah, yeah. extra cheese. But something I also learned this year that I know for sure is that I am loved. And it's really difficult for human beings to actually admit this to themselves, but realize that you are loved. Because when you accept and understand why people love you, then it gives you that boost of hope and, and esteem that you deserve because you to be placed on a pedestal of love by the people that support you and by the people that meet that mean so much to you it gives you that realization like you are worth it you are absolutely worth it and so yeah know that you are loved that's something i'm really sure of. that's so beautiful and so important as well yeah and i think it always comes back to the simple things like if you even have two or three people that you know just completely get you, completely love you, completely Absolutely. support you, that can just do wonders. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. So, Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. This Stavros, is so exciting. Thank you so much. I love I hope, my first podcast. I hope that was a good first podcast Oh my God, the experience. best. If, to anyone that wants to do a podcast with me, this is something that like, <laughs> you're going to have to top this up. Like this was so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm going to put everything in the show notes. And um, I'll share we'll, all our artists and everyone that I believe you. is uh, worth loving. Cause, Please do. I mean, you all, everyone's worth loving, but no, so an artist deserves a certain amount exactly. of love. Exactly. <laughs> and I want people to be able to follow all these artists yeah. individually as well and see their journey. Um, so, Stavros, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank this you. This is super exciting. Thank you once again to Stavros for sharing his story with Life School Live. For more information on Tower Hadna and all the relevant social media handles, just check out the show notes below where you'll find all the links you need. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to Life School ME, the podcast to help us reach and hopefully inspire more listeners. Thank you for listening to Life School, conversations to inspire action.